Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming Podcast. I'm here today with my good friend Rachel um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself but I'm really excited for our conversation today. We're going to be talking a lot about what it's like to be an empath and and just hopefully give you guys some understanding of, of what it looks like and just yeah just diving into those conversations. So thank you for being here Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I'm obviously I'm Rachel. I am a mindset coach for empaths and highly sensitive people. Um, it's really a passion of mine just to help guide other deep feelers um, to their inner truth and to help them understand, you know, what it means to be an empath, how to have boundaries, and how to really just navigate their life to feel really aligned and to feel confident and empowered in who they are. And to understand that they're not weird for being a deep feeler. Um, There's nothing wrong with them, but to help them just understand um, on a deeper level and find ways to just really enhance their life and kind of drop any anxieties, fears, anything like that, and just really move forward feeling, feeling really great. So that's a little, little bit about me. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that. And of course we've had our own private conversations about, about all of this because we're both empaths and it's definitely impacted our lives in many ways. And it's still stuff that we, um, navigate, but I think like, you know, and as we'll get into it's, it's using these, um, these powers, really these gifts as like, like you said, you know, a way to enhance your life. Um, but yeah, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what brought you here and why you're so passionate about it? And just tell us a little bit about what it maybe even looked like for you prior to understanding how to enhance these gifts of yours. Yeah, definitely. So as a kid, I always felt things super deeply Um, when it came to animals, other people, just other energies. I felt it on a very deep level to the point where, you know, if someone else was upset, it really upset me and I couldn't really um, distract myself from it. It was something that I was very, I immediately noticed if someone was sad, Um, if an animal was sick, I felt like I immediately knew. And Um, if someone, you know, passed away, it really affected me even at a young age. And I always kind of would look around thinking, why am I like, everybody's obviously upset, but it, it felt to me like it impacted me on, um, a very different level. And I kind of thought, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I quote unquote handle it? Um, why can't I just get over it? Why can't I look past it? Um, and I kind of harbored this, I don't know. It was these feelings of like that I was different and it made me feel really isolated at times. And, you know, I have great family, but I think they, they almost didn't understand how deeply I felt things. And I also needed a lot of time to process. Um, and I didn't know how, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. Um, so I felt a little bit alone in that sense. And I didn't think I was really understood by those around me. So kind of cut to, as I got older, um, I dealt with my own depression and anxiety, panic attacks, and I didn't realize for a really long time that a lot of that was the energy of other people that I was absorbing, that I was holding on to and seeing it as my own. And that's a big part of obviously, you know, as being, as being an empath, um, and a highly sensitive person is that you're feeling it all and you're feeling it so, so heavily that it's, um, it's very intense and it really becomes difficult to, to separate the two. Um, so anyways, I kind of dealt with that and in the work world, you know, I think that's a whole nother thing, but I think, um, the corporate world and just in business often, um, it doesn't always support, you know, sensitivity and it kind of is looked at as something weak and, um, it really affected my own self-love, my own self-image and on a lot of different levels, um, when it came to things I could again, quote unquote, handle my own self-love. And I really felt like where I was at with my career was not something that felt fulfilling to me. And I've always known I wanted to help other people. So essentially I had a couple psychic readings and I was told like, you're going to start your own business. And I kind of felt that way. And I did some soul searching and 
Um, this is to make it a lot more concise, but over a lot of years of my own inner work and, you know, my own spiritual journey, I kind of came to the conclusion that, um, coaching is what I wanted to do. And I'm, I'm really passionate about helping other people feel worthy in who they are because I didn't for so long. Um, like I said, it affected my own self-love and my own, um, just the way I looked at myself, the way I spoke to myself and, I had to really unravel a lot and it's gotten me here. And I feel it, it really like, you know, obviously being a sensitive person, it'll bring me to tears sometimes thinking about it because I know what it feels like to feel so unworthy and to feel weird and like wrong for how you feel and to be made fun of for crying. And I just, I don't want other people to feel that way. And I want them to understand that it's so incredible to feel deeply. And yes, it comes with challenges and yes, you have to change how you approach your life because of it, but it really is such a beautiful gift. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I resonate with every single word you, you said, and I mean, of course, that's why I wanted to record this podcast because, you know, yeah, even listening to parts of your story, even though this is a journey I've been on myself for, for a long time and like really understanding what it is like to be, um, a, a deep feeler and what it means to be a deep feeler. Like I really resonate with feeling very isolated for a long time and really, uh, I have like full goosebumps. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, yeah, like really forming maladaptive, unhealthy coping mechanisms as a result of feeling so deeply and not understanding myself and being around people who didn't understand, you know, what I was saying and why I didn't, um, why I didn't respond to things the way that they did and not that they weren't trying to, you know, not that they were trying to not be supportive, but they just didn't understand. And, you know, similar to you. Yeah. Like, you know, just really trying to navigate. Why do I feel different? Why do I feel weird? Um, you know, why do certain environments impact me differently? You know, why, when I see, you know, I remember seeing trees being cut down and crying as, as a little girl, uh, you know, animals being, you know, injured. Why I've been vegetarian vegans pretty much <laughs> more than half my life because, um, yeah, like just such a deep feeler that I just didn't understand number one, how other people didn't see things the way that I did, but also like definitely not feeling understood. And so, um, you know, what I think is, is so beautiful and what I honor so much about your, your work is the fact that you speak to both sides of it, right? Like you speak to the challenges of, yeah, this is really where those struggles come in and it can come in. It can bring a lot of challenges. And at the same time, like once you, acknowledge and then you know come to understand what's happening these things become gifts and and superpowers mm -hmm. really you know because if we're not tapped into the feelings of things if we're not really understanding like i guess like the full spectrum of of things and you know not just the surface or not just one aspect of things i think as empaths we also have the ability to see all sides of things a lot of the time you know um I think that that's also how issues get addressed and things and healing actually happens. hundred percent. Yeah. I think something I've noticed, you know, with my own clients and just in my own life is that there's almost this um, thought that it has to be very all or nothing one way or another when it comes to feeling like either I'm completely broken. If I feel into this thing, I'm in fetal position on the floor and I, you know, I can't get up. So I don't want to go there. Um, or I'm kind of pretending everything's okay. I'm saying yes to everyone. I'm people pleasing. Um, I'm ignoring my own needs and I just, I don't know how else to act because I think a lot of times society kind of supports that, you know, it really is sort of, there's that whole, you know, pull up your bootstraps and get going, buck up and deal with it. And for a lot of deep feelers, I think that can be really troubling because we see it as, oh, well, at least how I saw it was, well, if I'm somewhere in the middle is that okay? Is that, what does that mean for me? Or if I do have those days where I'm really upset, you know, what does that mean? And I, for me, it was so hard to understand myself. Like I felt confused of my own emotional waves. And a big part of that, like I said earlier, was I, I wasn't able to separate what, what my feelings were in comparison to someone else's. What was I absorbing? What was I holding on to that wasn't mine? So, um, yeah, I think a big, a big part of, you know, being an empath and a highly sensitive person is allowing yourself to just say, Hey, 
I can be in this in-between. I can be in this gray area. I can have one day where I'm feeling all of the feelings and I can allow it. I can honor it. I can accept it. And I can also have days where I'm feeling great. And um, yeah, just, you know, allowing yourself to feel it all, however you feel it, meeting yourself where you are. And I know you and I have talked about that a ton, but I think that's just such a, a big thing for as an empath. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And that that's definitely something like I know you work on with your clients. It's something I definitely work on with my clients because I think that we can get into um, the belief that there are good and bad feelings versus just feelings and just, you know, experiences. Um, and when you come at it from a more neutral space, then you can, you're, you're not so entangled in whatever it is that you're feeling. And when you're not so entangled in it, then you can figure out, is this mine? Is this somebody else's? And, you know, we do, we do feel energy. We do absorb energy. There's so much that goes into that, right? Like, you know, anybody who's listening can probably relate to walking in a room and just feeling, you know, a certain kind of energy or meeting somebody and getting a certain like, you know, energy or vibe or whatever from them, right? Even if they don't use the word energy, if they don't, you know, necessarily uh, relate to the word empath, just, you know, energy, <laughs> right? Like there, there is, there's, um, I think at least like this undeniable force that surrounds all of us all the time. And, you know, even that sense, it's like really paying attention to, you know, labeling energy as good and bad. Like it's just energy. And when you come into contact with people who are really hurting and they're in a lot of pain or there's a lot of unresolved things, we can automatically say this person has bad vibes or bad energy, but it's like, it's just, it's just energy. Right. And like, it's just, it's the energy of unresolved things. It's energy of unresolved pain. Right. And so I think a hundred percent of what you said, I, I resonate with that so much because I think for me, I definitely for the last 10 ish years, like had been on this journey of, you know, really figuring out who am I and what do I, what do I think? What do I like? What do I feel? Um, because I spent so much of my life really not understanding that and really not having a connection to things. I used to say all the time, like, man, I feel like I can't even really tell you if I like, you know, the color green or if I like mashed potatoes, like I just really felt like I lost myself so much in the energy of the people that I was around and the energy of the space that I was in myself, like working through my own traumas and my own experiences and really just like not understanding like you know what was mine what was theirs and then what was something in between right like where where were our energies coming together to uh to co-create like a relationship you know and so it was um I don't know if that's making sense but like it, yeah. yeah it was just something that I really I really struggled with for a long time and I think it's easy to then also fall into um, you know, the roles of the fixer, the healer, the people pleaser, um, you know, because you have no sense of self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I a hundred percent, I was like listening to that. Just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, totally. I think when it comes to, you know, I had a lot of struggles with wanting to fix everybody around me. I was in relationships where I was subconsciously, you know, I didn't go into it saying, Oh, I'm going to fix this person, but I kind of was, um, somehow found myself in those, those situations. And I really would absorb in completely to that person. And I would try to make them happy, say, you know, yes to everything, do what they needed of me. Because I, because again, being a deep feeler is like, you see someone so clearly for who they are and you see their intentions, you know, they're deep in their heart that even if something, um, less than ideal might happen, I might, you know, I would find myself in these situations where I'm like, oh, well, you know, this is how they really, this is what they mean. Really. It's just deep under there, under that hurt. Like you said, that, that pain. And, um, that was difficult for me to kind of take a step back. And after the, you know, those relationships ended to be able to look at it and say, wow, okay. I definitely sacrificed my own needs. And it's, it's not me looking back, you know, being mad at myself or anything like that. It's kind of looking back saying, wow, that's really incredible that myself or anybody else in the, that finds himself in a situation like that can really, um, give someone the benefit of the doubt and see them for who they are and see their heart. But I can also say at the same time, there are things that I sacrificed that I ignored of my own needs. And I, it's just a learning situation. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely resonate with the fixer stuff. You know, it's hard to, to separate that out and step back and understand, like you said, who, who am I on my own? Who am I without, these other people and saying yes to things and wanting to fix and completely just kind of absorb and 
you know, fill that missing piece of someone. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I fully relate to being in relationships, friendships, romantic relationships where I um, didn't have a sense of self, right? Like I was was already coming into the situation with that, you know, and not really knowing what was going on and then finding myself in situations where, yeah, something less than ideal happened. And, you know, it was really hard for me to navigate like, okay, well, do I, you know, do I speak up or do I, you know, walk away from this experience when I feel like I can really see them for who they are underneath, you know, all of the, the masks and the layers and the, you know, the, the miscommunications and all of this stuff. And I think that that's something that is challenging, right? Because then that is where you can find yourself in situations that are unhealthy, that are, you know, potentially dangerous. Um, you know, so there are definitely, like you said, in the beginning, there are challenges that come with being a deep feeler and someone who is, um, I think, you know, that comes to this life with the mission and the, um, the opportunity really to be a healer. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, so, there's so much that goes into really navigating, um, you know, the sense of self. And then also, you know, the stories that you have, um, and the stories that you create around, you know, what you you're supposed to do. If you're such a sensitive person, if you're, if you call yourself a healer, if you call yourself an empath, if you, you know, if you resonate with those terms and you feel that, call or you hear, you feel that like pull, I guess, um, you know, it can be really easy to be like, well, then, you know, what kind of quote unquote person am I or healer or whatever, if I walk away from somebody because they're hurting, especially when you see the, the, like you said, like you see who they really are. It's, it can be really challenging because you're like, man, but like, you're really, you're just a hurting person. And I don't want to walk away from a hurting person because, And I know we've had this conversation, right. Of like coming into our lives with like, you know, just soul lessons and soul like missions. Right. And, um, being, being, uh, healers. Um, but you know, like, yeah, really coming in and and having that challenge of like, well, then how do I walk away from this situation and how do I, you know, create boundaries? You know, there's just so much that can be so I don't know, just so tricky to, to navigate. Um, but it's possible. (laughs) And I think that's like what, what I, I would love to like also move into as well in this conversation is like, you know, what things that we have used to help us ground into our sense of self and like the tools that we use on a daily basis to like ground and cleanse and like connect and all of that stuff. And, you know, really, some of the things that you walk your clients through as empaths and highly sensitive individuals, just, um, to help people, I guess, start to get this like tangible idea of what that process looks like. Mm -hmm. Totally. I know. I think, I mean, myself included, a lot of people will feel like doing this work. And I mean, I intentionally call it that inner work and work because it, it does bring stuff up and it, it can be difficult and daunting to approach. But the thing that I like to really emphasize is that it is hands down the most, I mean, it could, again, could bring me to tears because it's truly one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. You know, every, um, (laughs) I I don't even have, like I lose my words because there's just, there's so much to it, but every ounce, every day, every moment that I have really focused on myself and improving myself has created this life for me that I truly at one, I mean, genuinely, and I think you can relate to this, did not think was possible at one point. You know, it was like when you're at a really dark place in your life, or even if it's just a struggle, it's at this point where you kind of sit there and you're like, oh my God, like, is it ever going to be different? And it's cool to sit on this end of it and really encourage people. And I know you do this with your clients too. And you do this with me as your client and be able to say, listen, like, it genuinely will get better. You will reach a place where this is possible for you. You will feel lighter. And, um, yeah, it just, um, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. But, um, what I was going to say is that I think sometimes as, um, an empathic person, when you're holding on to other people's energy and you don't have those boundaries, it almost makes me think of, you know, you're walking through the desert with 
11 layers of clothing on and it's all this clothing that doesn't belong to you, but you're holding it for other people. And you kind of have to learn how to slowly like shed those layers off. And so I think when people think of this work and looking at these things and um, focusing on their own energy, it can be scary, which is okay to honor and acknowledge. Um, but it, it feels heavy until you, you're really just shedding off layers and you're, you're getting to a place to where you're just down to one layer and you feel more comfortable. You feel more yourself. You're not holding on to these things that don't belong to you that are really weighing you down. Um, and boundaries are huge. You know, it's a, a big part of it is understanding what doesn't belong to me. What, what have I been holding on to? And like you, like you mentioned, the stories that you're telling yourself, the meaning you're tying to things, it, it makes such a big difference. Yeah, it really, it really does. And I think too, you know, I love that you touched on like, it, it can be very, very scary because, you know, like to connect to yourself and to ask yourself, like, who am I? And like, what do I think? And what do I feel? And like all of those things, because, you know, uh, a lot of us, like, I know for me, and I know that this is true for a lot of my clients, like um, in, in the, in the midst of not knowing who I was in the midst of like struggling with, you know, not understanding what was happening, not understanding, you know, my, my gifts as an empath, my gifts as an intuitive. Um, like I said, I formed a lot of really maladaptive behaviors. I made a lot of choices that I'm, I don't have shame for now because I really honor who I was at every step of, of my path and like every step of the way. Um, but definitely like went through things that I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy definitely wouldn't want to relive. Um, you know? And so for me, like when it really came to like that moment of like something needs to change, like my life is completely unmanageable. I'm, you know, I'm weighed down by all of this stuff. Um, yeah, there was so much fear in like, well, when I actually do this work to figure out who I am, what am I going to find? Am I going to like her, you know, and not really understanding that like, once I find who I am at the, at the core of myself, I can also pick what it is that I want to work on and heal. Right. Like we're, um, we're malleable as like, as humans, we get to like work on things and, and we get to shift and evolve and grow when we choose to, but I didn't know that I was 19, 20 years old. I just thought like, well, whatever I find I'm stuck with kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I just wanted to touch on that because I think that that's one of the main things that really keep people from doing any inner work, not even just as like empaths and intuitives, but just any kind of inner healing, any kind of, um, you know, just self-development, any kind of, of anything. Um, it can be very, very scary to look in. And like, I love that you said, it's important to acknowledge that. And it's important to honor that because, um, you know, you're not supposed to know how to do something that you've never done before, you know, like, so if you've never really tuned into your truth and, and what is, what is true for you, light, dark, everything in between, right? Like, yeah, like it's, it, it's unfamiliar. And, and a lot of people do walk around being, you know, like themselves being the most unfamiliar thing to them mm. in their lives. Yeah. That just like, <laughs> that just came through like a, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that was a download for sure. <laughs> that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear too, like what it is that, you know, like what are some of your daily practices? Cause of course, and I would love to also like, um, you know, I would love for people to know how they could work with you kind of like what that process looks like, but also like, what are some of your daily rituals and some of the things that you do every day to really be mindful of this aspect of yourself? Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny when I think about it now, because I remember, you know, years ago, I obviously the, I was in a much different place, but, um, now it's so, I'm so used to doing this stuff that it's really so integrated in my life that I don't even, a lot of it, I don't think about. Um, but I think the things that I, I try to do very consciously is I meditate and I know some people are not big on meditating. I mean, I was one of those people that I tried to meditate. I felt like a hundred times and every time I was like, I can't get my brain to shut off. I can't focus. Um, you know, I would sit there for 20 minutes and I was like, is this, is this what it's supposed to be? Because I just feel anxious. You know, it, I wasn't able to get to that, that point, but, um, like mindset work, inner work, any kind of self-development, it really just takes practice. Literally it's a practice. And the more that I did, you had to, and that's the thing with all of this stuff is you have to find what works for you. You have to find what feels good to you in whatever it is you're doing. So, um, with meditating, I just kept tweaking little things until I found out what worked for me. And 
meditation has really allowed me to just connect with my own energy. And probably a year ago at this point, I had a goal where, you know, I was starting to really, cause I meditated often, but I wanted to do it every single day. And I told myself I can do a one minute meditation and that would count. And kind of releasing that pressure was a huge thing for me with my mindset of it doesn't have to be this hour long, 30 minute, 20 minute meditation. I just want to set aside time in my day to connect with my own energy so that one, I can understand how I'm feeling just in general. And then I can also like understand where I'm at in comparison to everything else in my life. Like it, it allows me to wake up and say, okay, maybe I'm feeling a little bit depleted today. Maybe I'm feeling drained. Maybe I'm feeling on top of the world. Um, and just acknowledge that. So that's something I do. Um, I also pull Oracle cards pretty regularly to just connect in with, again, my own energy, my own intuition to strengthen that. That's important to me. Um, and just, I think a big thing too, is giving myself grace, you know, learning in that in every step of life, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's no rule book of how it's supposed to look. And, um, I think just acknowledgement and allowance and patience and grace, you know, I, for a long time, I was very strict with myself. Um, I held myself to a pretty unattainable standard when it came to my weight, when it came to what I, you know, my skin, like all these were things about how I looked. I held myself to an unattainable standard with how I felt. You know, I thought if I didn't feel really fantastic every day, that that was a fail. And so learning to kind of um, ride out each wave and kind of dip down on the low days and rise up on the high days and just say, that's okay. That's where I am today. Those have been, um, just huge pieces for me, for, for my mindset. Um, so those are, those are a few there's, I mean, there's a lot that I I think I've put into my, um, just kind of everyday life without even thinking about it. But those are some big ones because I think often we pattern in this loop of look this way every single day. And then people, you know, they have kids and their lives change and they're like, well, I'm supposed to be that size and I'm supposed to be that productive and I'm supposed to do that thing. And some days it's like just getting out of bed and taking care of yourself, taking care of the people around you. Um, sometimes that's the best thing you can do for yourself. You know, productive doesn't have to look any certain way and, um, a good day can look however you want it to look. Yeah. I think that that's such an incredible, um, incredible point. And I think, um, the point that you were touching on too, is like, it looks different for everybody. That's something that I'm so like loud about in, in like my, on my platform, because I think that it's, it's important to look at like, well, maybe meditation comes easy for somebody and they're just easy. Like it's easy for them to drop in, connect with their own energy, move on with their day, holding that frequency. And like, bam, for me, like I was similar to you, like, and I know our energies are very, very similar. So meditation was incredibly hard for me, especially struggling with anxiety and OCD. Like my mind was just, you know, uh, like a freight train, like a runaway train. Um, and so, you know, for me, similar to you, I really just spent time exploring and figuring out like, okay, you know, I can, I can listen to people's content. I can read books. I can do all these things. Um, I can learn about all these different tools and these different modalities available to me, but you know, I'm not going to place any expectation on them to, you know, be this like magic bullet and to just like fix things. I'm going to play with them. And, you know, that's something that's been really, really helpful. And it's something that I talk about a lot on my platform is, you know, my, my journey also, um, uh, really lined up with, with healing and reco- like recovery, like getting sober and, um, you know, doing like, um, doing treatment for, for OCD stuff like that. And then it, yeah, it just, I was doing that simultaneously with my, my spiritual journey. And so, you know, for me, it was like, I call it this, I played this game of how much better could I get? And I really just got to this point of like, I'm just going to try all these different things and I'm going to go to these different workshops. I'm going to, you know, online or in person, um, you know, obviously pre COVID, like going to all different things. And I still play that game with myself. Like I still, um, I still open myself up to learning different modalities and different things, um, you know, different ways of teaching things, different practices, even if I'm like, oh, this is weird or whatever, because I'm like, you know, if it, if it works then it's something else that goes in my toolbox and it's something that I can pull out if, and when I need it. And, you know, if it doesn't work for me, then maybe like I can pass this information along to somebody else. Like maybe it'll be really powerful for somebody, somebody else. And I think, you know, 
I love that you touched on grace and compassion because I think that that's something that's so important, like really meeting yourself where you are, because especially with what's going on in our world today, right? Like as empaths, as highly sensitive individuals, um, you know, if I get impacted by going into like a mall or a market, like I'm sure it's hell going to be impacted by what's happening in the collective right now. Right. And so really honoring the fact that some days I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel not great. Like my body responds to energy, which I know yours does as well. Like I get physical symptoms a lot of the time when my, when energy is really intense, like, um, and we've talked about this as well. Like my tonsils will swell up. Like I get headaches. I feel fatigued. Like my stomach will do weird things. It's just, um, it's something that I've been able to over time tune into. Whereas before I was like, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just unwell. I'm just sick for no reason. And I didn't, I didn't take the time to really tune into like, okay, well, you know, what is happening, right? Like what's in my conscious, what's in like, kind of tuning into the, to the micro and the macro, right? Like what's happening in my world, right? Like what's happening in my family, what's happening in my business, what's happening with my clients, you know, what space am I holding? What's happening in my relationship and then branching out to like, what's happening in my community. Okay. What's happening in my state. Okay. What's happening in my country. Right. Like, and just kind of branching out and being like, okay, so if I believe in energy, which I do, how do I, how do I, um, expect this to not impact me? And then, you know, really looking at that check-in and I love the, the check-in that you said too, like for me, like even for people who don't want to commit to like a meditation practice or, you know, just whatever, like sometimes even the first step, which I, I still do before I even roll over and pick up my phone, before I acknowledge my partner (laughs) laying next to me, before I do anything, I spend some time, even if it's just a moment to, you know, I put my hand over my heart, over my stomach. And I just ask myself, like, I'll have a conversation. I'm like, hi, how are you? Like, literally just like to myself, you know, how are you feeling today? What do you need? How, like, what are you feeling? What do you desire? Right? Like, you know, and if it's a day that I have flexibility, I really try to make a priority Um, I try to make it a priority to meet those needs and those wants, whether it's play, whether it's relaxation, whether it's, you know, whatever, like whatever that may be. And if it's a day that I have a lot of things that I need to do that are, you know, I have clients, I've got meetings and there are things that are just like, I'm not going to clear my schedule unless I'm like ill, (laughs) like unless I like don't have a voice or, you know, I'm like really sick. But if not, then I just try to look at like, okay, well, where, where can I integrate these things into my day? And I know that's something that you also speak to, you know, like, how can I, you know, I know we're both holding crystals right now, right? Like, how can I, how can I sit here and hold and, and like work, right? And have this amazing conversation while also, you know, holding a crystal or having candles and, and, you know, aromatherapy to like help create my space? How can I take five minutes to go outside, right? Like, how can I just integrate those things into my day? And that black and white thinking, I think comes in very strongly where it's like, well, I need self care, but I I work today. So yes, I can't do that. And it's like, well, no, like, how can you integrate that? Even if it's just a little bit, because a little bit does go a long way. Oh my gosh. It goes the longest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's wild really when you start adding those little things in. And I, you know, oftentimes I just say it's just adding these little tweaks into your life. You know, it's like, well, if you become, you know, if you find out you're lactose intolerant, you just swap out, you know, regular milk for non-dairy milk, like these little tweaks in your life that make your quality of life so much better. And, um, that's something that is, is so important to me to help other people understand is it's, it's not about these monumental breakthroughs and these days where all of a sudden your life flips upside down and, it really is these small incremental changes and additions and removals. It's like, it's so much, I don't want to say it's so much easier, but it's so much more simple than I think it can look on the outside. Sometimes from the outside, it's like, Oh my, like this looks like a lot, but really it can be so gentle. It can be so much more gentle. And I think gentle is such a, an important word too to bring in um, with the compassion and on all of that is it's being gentle with yourself and allowing those yourself to feel how you feel, allowing yourself the time, even the one minute, like even if you're literally shampooing your hair in the shower and you just take a deep breath and you're like, how am I really feeling today? Right. You know? um, and similar to what you said of earlier of, um, you know, your anxiety and thoughts in your head. Like I used to, I literally felt like my thoughts 
We're going a million miles a minute. And I would always say, I feel like I can't even slow them down enough to understand them. And taking that time to really breathe, you know, even a few deep breaths, it's slowing down your central nervous system. It's allowing your, your mind and your body to slow down and go, okay, I can get out of fight or flight. I can relax. And you're able to actually then start understanding how you feel. And I think that's a huge part of it. Um, and just so important to, to bring in is like your, your body, your mind, your heart, you know, we're all one functioning system. And, you know, if we, we break our, it's like the classic, if you break your arm, you're going to go get it set and you're going to put on a cast. But with our mind, oftentimes we just kind of, you know, push it down. We're like, Oh, we'll be okay. We'll just keep on going. I mean, I did that for a long time. Like, um, you know, my, my mom is a very tough person and she's super caring, but she's very, all right, we're going to keep on going. We'll get, we'll get over this. It'll be fine. Like keep it moving, keep it moving. And I think in a lot of ways, that's really great. But for me at times it was difficult because, you know, I was kind of like, wait, I need, I need like two more days (laughs) to, to deal with this. Um, and coming back to just giving yourself grace is acknowledging I might need more time. Like you said, I might need today to rest. And that's something I do as well. And, um, you and I are very, like you said, very similar with the physical symptoms. Cause we, as an empath or highly sensitive person, you might feel, just feel other people's feelings, but you could also feel people's physical symptoms. And you and I are like that. And I didn't get it as a kid. Like I, I mean, I was in hospitals a lot with, uh, loved ones who were sick or passing away. And I've always felt so sick. Like I felt like I was going to pass out. I felt like I was going to throw up. It was, I felt terrible. And I always just thought like, I just have to deal with it. I just have to pull up my boots and keep, you know, keep going. And, um, now I'm able to just know that about myself, that that makes me feel really sick. I absorb a ton. Um, and I think makes a monumental difference when you're that about yourself and you can just, switch out those things. It's like, it's like puzzle pieces. Like, okay, this one's not working. I'm just going to look for a different one that actually fits and that feels good. And, um, whatever, whatever works for you is what works for you. And that's okay. And I think that's another, I'm kind of going off on stuff now, but, um, I think that's another great thing about being a coach and why I love it. It's, it's being able to the people you work with and the people in your community to be able to look at you and go, okay, like I know about your story and that makes me feel seen. That makes me feel like I'm not alone. Um, cause that's a huge reason why I do what I do is to help people not feel alone. And I know you're the exact same way. It's like, it's really from our deep in our heart center is like, I want you to know you are not alone in this and that you have someone that can help guide you but I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you that what works for me is still going to work for you. I'm just going to help you kind of try on these different pairs of jeans and you find the one that fits best and then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way to put it because I think that, you know, what happens a lot when you seek, when you seek counsel from a coach or a mentor or, um, I don't know, some kind of, you know, some kind of, guide or, you know, a therapist, right? Like you really look to, it it can be easy to look to other people to be like, Hey, you just tell me what I should do. Just tell me what's going to work. Right. And I think what's so empowering and what's so I think magical about what we do. Um, and it's not going to be for everybody, but in my opinion, what, um, what I love most about coaching is like, I'm going to be here. I'm in your corner. I'm here to, you know, mirror back to you what I see. Of course, like there are suggestions, of course, there's teaching that comes in, but really, like you said, it's like, I'm here to like, to be with you while you are figuring out what works for you and really helping you get connected to, um, to to yourself. And it's my process isn't going to be your process and your process isn't going to be my process. And I think that that's, um, something that's really important and just, you know, not just the coaching world, but just in, in general of, you know, even parenting to a, a, a great extent, right. Of, um, you know, really helping people that you come into contact with to, help them connect to themselves, help them connect to their truth, not, you know, pushing your truth on them. And, you know, it's sometimes we, something works for us and we're like, oh my gosh, like, I got to tell you about this. Like, it's, you know, it's going to work for you too. It's totally going to change your life too. And it's like, maybe, but also maybe not, you know, like I've, I found for me, like one of the, the biggest stretches that come in as a mentor is really coming across clients 
who um, I like whatever I suggest like isn't like working for them. And so I'm like, okay, well, like this is where we get to explore something new together. Right. Like, and, and I think that that's something that's so just so empowering. Like, I don't want to have all the answers, you know, like, and, and that's, that's really what I think, you know, what the core of self exploration looks like, you know, and moving through whether, you know, whether you resonate with the term highly sensitive individual and empath or whether you're just a person like really getting to know yourself. And, you know, we all have the ability to feel energy, right? Like some of us are just, I think, kind of more sensitive to it right away, but all of these things can be developed as well. Um, but yeah, I do, I do just think that helping people connect to the core of who they are, Mm-hmm. like the most empowering, powerful, loving thing that we could do for, for each other. I agree completely. And obviously you and I are spiritual people that Chris with the girls with our crystals right now, but, um, a huge piece for me, um, as well in my own journey was leaning into a more spiritual side and understanding that, you know, I really truly am not alone ever when I have, you know, spirit guides around me and there's my higher self that like, she, she's in there. She knows what's, what's the next level for me. And, um, it's, you know, people that have their glasses, you know, reading glasses or whatever on their head. And they're looking around like, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? It's like a similar thing. Like, and then they find them on their head. It's, that's obviously a very simple, (laughs) different kind of metaphor, but it sort of feels that way a little bit with, um, for so long, I was looking for external answers. I wanted someone to tell me, I wanted someone to make it better because I had told myself all these stories that I was weak and I was this, and I wasn't good enough. And that was for other people. And I looked and looked and looked for external answers and every or other people, they were leading me back to myself. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, but like, I need like, but tell, you know, I was like, tell me. And, um, I really had this mistrust with my own self and that was a huge part of my own journey. And I know you and I both are big into helping guide others to learn how to trust themselves and even affirming for yourself. I'm learning how to trust myself. I'm learning to trust what's in here and um, knowing that everything that you're seeking, everything you're looking for, it exists within you. It just has to be uncovered. It just, you know, you're kind of on this journey, getting clues to the key to unlock that version of you. And it's all inside of you. And it's the answers that are truest for you, the things that feel most aligned for you. And I think that's so empowering to know, like it's within you, you know, it's, it's not this external thing. It's not this, you know, uh, these gold coins at the end of the rainbow. It, it really is, um, your own unique journey and it's all possible. And I just think that for me, when I came to that conclusion, I realized it is possible and it is within me. It, it changed so much. And it was, it, I remember it like brought me to tears because I was like, wow, like everything I've been searching for, everything I hated about myself and all these different things, like it's, there's something better inside of me and there's a way to bring compassion in, and there's a way to just change some things to where I can feel free from it and just kind of release all of the stigma of being sensitive. And Um, the things people said to me and bring compassion to my experiences and know that it's not going to be that way forever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. Like I, I feel like for me, it was the same of, of really spending a lot of time looking for external validation, looking for external answers, really having a deep, deep, deep rooted mistrust in myself. Um, you know, some from like, you know, things that people said, not feeling understood, feeling like a weirdo, feeling like an outcast for so long, definitely being black sheep that all led me to, you know, really being a like a lone wolf. Um, and that was something that I really had to navigate and still have to navigate sometimes of like receiving support and opening up and like, you know, really trusting that I'm going to, um, uh, that like whatever I'm being guided to do by speaking my truth is, you know, is more important than anything that somebody could say, right? Like just that, um, 
you know, something that came through earlier this year, super strongly for me in a download was, you know, I would rather grieve anybody who cannot love and support me for who I am, for who I truly am, than spend my life grieving. Um, because I'm, I'm being like, I'm, I'm grieving the true me, right. Because I'm, I'm being someone who I think I should be. And, um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, yeah, no, it like, I remember like that came through really strong from my guides and I, I cried like hard. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to share this shit now. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, like it, it is something that I think, you know, a, a lot of us struggle with is that deeply, um, that deep rooted lack of trust and, you know, society definitely doesn't support trusting yourself, trusting your intuition. It's all about, you know, external validation in every sense of the way, even, you know, social media and dating and like, you know, just, just everything. Right. So, you know, it's, it's really about, I think reprogramming slash like unprogramming or yeah, like reprogramming, I guess is, you know, it's a, it's a process. And so many of those stories that we tell ourselves around, you know, um, what we're supposed to say, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to feel, how we're supposed to be responding to things, you know, um, it can be really challenging to unravel those things. Um, but yeah, the, um, the biggest thing, like I said, and like you've said too, is like learning to trust yourself, learning to really trust that what you, what's best for you, like you're the one who knows that best, right? Like seeking support in other people is so, so powerful because like we need each other, we need community, right? But like at the end of the day, nobody can tell you what's best for you. Like, you know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that also made me think of a piece with trusting yourself made me think of um, just a piece on worthiness and feeling unworthy. And I think uh, going back to just society, you know, a lot of times crying or sensitivity, tearing up, feeling deeply is seen as weakness. And so we, we tie that story, that meaning to our identity as, oh, well, I'm weak. Deal with this. I'm weak. If I feel this way, I'm weak. If I cry. And it's just so fascinating. And I, I remember being in a point where I didn't think I was worthy of certain jobs. I didn't think I, I thought I was literally going to be single forever because I thought who would want me. I didn't feel worthy. And that's like a whole nother thing. But, um, a big piece of that was, I was looking for other people to choose me, to find me worthy. And it was like, kind of like, well, at what point am I going to choose me? Mm -hmm. You know? And at what point am I going to be good enough for myself? Why am I looking for all these other people who have their own crap to deal with to validate me? When am I going to choose me? And, um, one part of my journey too, is a lot of, you know, body issues and, um, I, I struggle with that a lot. And I remember like the first time I looked in the mirror and even was really like told my body, like, I love you, you know, cause I, I remember I saw this illustration and it was basically like this outline of a, of a woman's body. And it said, you know, um, I love you. And it said, I've been waiting my whole life to hear that. And I remember I, I read that and I just cried because I was like, wow, I have been so mean to myself, so cruel to myself, so unfair to myself on even more than just body image, but my whole worth as a person. And it made me just realize um, how I was holding myself back. And again, bringing in that compassion, it's not to say, oh, I shouldn't have ever done that because that was real for me. That was really how I felt. And the things I struggle with, seeing things you struggle with, anybody, that's genuinely how we felt in the moment. And that's okay. You know, that was real for us. That was raw. That was present. Um, but deciding like, well, I'm going to choose me now. You know, I'm going to bring in the compassion that I'm seeking, you know, the things I want, I have control over. Um, and that's, you know, it took a long time, but, um, that I think that also helped with my own trust of knowing that, you know, my spirit guides are going to place the things in my path that are meant for me. I think you and I connected and worked together because I think we were meant to. And um, I hope someone listening to this, like feels seen and feels heard and understood and knows that, you know, if, whether you know you're an empath or you're just starting to understand, or you have, this is the first you're ever hearing about it. I hope that you feel um, really warm and welcomed and understood. And um yeah, just know that you're, you're not alone in this and 
there's, there's a, there's a path to something much more beautiful and aligned and, um, it's more worth it than I can ever express. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I think, you know, it's, it's just important to acknowledge, like you said, like, it's okay where it's okay that we're in dark spaces. Sometimes it's okay that, you know, we struggle with things. It's okay that, you know, we're, we're human, <laughs> like we're, we're supposed to. And I think that, you know, and I know we've had this conversation as well is like so much of what we've struggled with individually gets to be part of the things that we overcome and it gets to be part of what we get to be of service you know, to helping other people through or just being able to like hold space for, you know, even if our, uh, our specific struggles aren't exactly the same, right. It's, it's still being able to be like, I see you, I hear you. I know what it's like to be in that dark place and to be at war with yourself and to judge yourself. And, you know, um, body image is definitely something that I've struggled with. So I definitely, like, I got like goosebumps and my eyes watered a little bit because I had that same moment where I, I also recognize like, I'm so mean to myself. Like, you know, I, I really want to love myself. And if, if I, you know, I'm sitting here saying, I want to be loved. I want to feel worthy. I want to feel all these things, but like, I'm the first one to reject myself. I'm the first one to, you know, to, um, be harmful in my words and in my actions and in my, you know, my behaviors and all of this stuff. So like, you know, yeah, having that moment of, you know, I need to choose me first because if not, I'm always going to be waiting for something external and I'm always going to be disappointed because I can't put that kind of pressure on somebody else, you know, and I can't put that kind of expectation on somebody else. And, you know, I think that there's such a powerful, like, like just this process of like alchemy that happens when you do, when you do have those moments and, you know, even with like fear and anxiety, like, I used to be at war with myself. Why do I have this? Why do I feel this? Why am I so sensitive? Why do I cry? You know, all of these things, right? Like why, 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 why is this happening to me? And for me, one of those really big pivots uh, was a moment where I was like, well, how is this happening for me? What is this here to teach me? What is my fear here to teach me? Um, And when I, when I made that shift, I was also able to say, you know, even though I don't love feeling, you know, (laughs) really intense anxiety, like sometimes I, I, do. And I definitely did more in the past, but like shifting my relationship with my fear and with my anger and with my pain was so powerful because now I'm like, you know, thank you, fear. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. Thank you for bringing these things to my attention. Thank you. You know, even like the the inner critic, like, thank you for wanting to wanting me to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, perfectionism, for really caring about my success. Thank you for all these things. And this is part of the practice, right? Because like, I know I've said this to people and they're like, you want me to thank my fear? It's ruined my life. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But at what point do you shift it, right? Like, at what point do you really look at how your fear has actually served you and how you can take the the energy of fear and use it? however you want. You can either use your fear to keep you stuck or you can use your fear to like propel you forward and, you know, to see it as, as an opportunity to move forward and, and to, you know, um, overcome something to like reclaim something. And it is a practice. It's not just like, a, I'm going to go flip a switch and everything is, is, you know, is better, but I do, I just, I, I want to, uh, also let people know that, like you said, I, I hope that, you know, if nothing else from this podcast, like this, from this episode that, you know, that you're not alone and that so many people can relate to this and that, you know, like you said, there's something so much more beautiful than you can ever imagine on the other side. And part of, you know, part of getting through transformation, part of transformation is general in general is, is walking through the fire, you know, walking through the really intense things, facing yourself, really having honest conversations with yourself, really getting curious about yourself and what's available to you. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a heavy, scary process the whole way through, right? Like it, it's something that, um, I think you, you get to choose what it looks like and you can take your time. It doesn't have, you know, there's no, you're not running out of time. (laughs) You can take as long as you want with it, you know? And, and the last part that I really wanted to say that came up, um, when you were speaking before is, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in comparison when you're looking at other people, right? Like, you know, 
especially on social media, really looking at, you know, whether you get into comparison mode about insecurities or, you know, people who are speaking to the work that you want to do on yourself, right? Like it's so easy to look at other people and to not know, um, which why I know this is why you and I speak so deeply to our experiences because we want to keep that like known, (laughs) you know, but not everybody speaks to the dark details. Not everybody speaks Mm -hmm. to those moments, you know, where, you know, you maybe didn't want to be here anymore or you wanted to give up or you, you know, thought you were never going to find love and, you know, just all of those really painful moments. Um, But again, like, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, a lot of people don't speak to that. And that doesn't mean that, you know, more people than you would think um, have that, you know, have those dark moments, those darker things about themselves that they're overcoming that, you know, that show up when they lay their head down on their pillow at night, you know, it's um, everybody is moving through something. Totally. Yeah. It's such an important thing. I think to, at least in my opinion, you know, to, to bring up. And there was a time when I didn't tell anyone that I was, you know, diagnosed with depression and panic disorder and all that for, I mean, for months, I didn't tell a single soul because I felt shame in it. And that was just part of my journey. And now I want it to be because I've taken ownership and, um, I I found it almost empowering the fact that like, I've gone through that and so many other people, anyone listening, you, you know, we've, we've gone through those struggles and it's not something, um, that's, it doesn't, it's not my identity. Like, is this thing that I used to, to deal heavily with, or that I still deal with? It's just a part of my journey and part of bringing that, that love to it and saying, like you were saying, you know, thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for what you taught me because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I would not be the person I am today. I would not be the coach I am today, the daughter, the friend, like anything, um, without those experiences. And, I know having other people in my life that were open about their darkness and their experiences made me feel safe enough to open up. And that's a huge part too of being an empath is not feeling that safety to open up and to express how deep you really do feel things. So when you are around people that, that open that up, I think it's so important. And um, yeah, I love that you and I both, both try to do that. And that that's something that we, we help others with. I know you've helped me with that. And um yeah, it's just so, so important, I think, to, uh, to, to show that um, there can be darkness, but there can also be a lot of light. Yeah, I mean, you can't have one without the other. And I think that it's important to, yeah, to, to know that change gets to happen whenever you want it to, and it may not be as fast as you want it to, but it like, it does get to happen when you choose for it to happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've learned so much about our, like about even myself through our conversations and watching, you know, your content and working with you and just, just all of that. So, you know, I, I really wanted to, <laughs> don't make me cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I, um, yeah, that's why I really wanted to have you on the podcast and hopefully our audio was okay. Cause I'm in the middle of a snowstorm. So um, <laughs> hopefully my, my, um, podcast editor can work his magic and make it, <laughs> make it, uh, better if, if there's any weird parts, but, um, can you tell us, you know, where they can find you Facebook, Instagram, and, um, like how they can work with you right now? Like, what are you offering? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, you can find me at Rachel Brearley Coach. So R A C H E L B R E A R L E Y Coach. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook community called Ray of Light Community. So feel free to jump on there. The link is also in my bio on Instagram. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of free content in there. Um, post on stories, go live sometimes, reels, all that good stuff. Um, I have one-on-one coaching if you are looking to work very closely in an intimate container and really dive deeply into whatever is present for you, whatever you're moving through. Um, I also have some other offers. I do intuitive oracle card readings, which is so fun. To, you got to connect to those guides um, and that intuition. Um, I have some hypnosis. Yeah, so lots of good stuff in there. And I have something 
very exciting coming soon in January that I will be announcing very quickly. So if you guys want to know what's next there, feel free to follow me um, and just come along for the ride. And uh, yeah, whether you're in Anna's space or my space, just know that you guys are are not alone. You're seen, you're heard, you are validated. And yeah, I love doing this. This is so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I will in the show notes, make sure to put all of your information there just, um, so that they can, um, find you easily. But I know you have, um, like everything that they can find is pretty much on, on like your Instagram, like your offers and all of that stuff. You're super active in there and you do have a lot of really powerful content in there. So, you know, they can definitely get to know you and your magic through, you know, through your content. And then, um, you know, if you are looking for someone to work with one-on-one to really help you move through, um, whatever it is that you're moving through. And especially if you're an empath or highly sensitive individual and you're looking for someone in your corner, Rachel is the person. <laughs> She's Aww. incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, make sure, to <laughs> make sure to go check her out. But, um, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is lovely.